Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wandry and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuchs and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folk tales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wandry Plus in the Wandry app or Wandry Kids Plus in Apple Podcast. As many of you may know, I have been on a slow boat moving into my house, and I've been so stressed out about how I'm going to decorate and what is going on in my hallways. Thankfully, FrameBridge has come into my life. I can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. I can't wait to visit one of their locations. I'm going to take in some of my old concert stubs so I can hang it in my office. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Oh, we look a mess, but we're here for you. Speak for yourself. I've had this outfit on for like three days straight. I can't even lie. <laughs> this has been like my go-to. Can you stand on. up and let them see how it's, comfortable okay. it is though? I hate giving Kim Kardashian all my money because she got Wait, like, this enough. Is Skims? But this is Skims. Oh, I'm mad that this is Skims. Her stuff is so comfy. Like, tiny. Am I being a hater? Oh, I'm a hater, but I'm a hater and I still buy everything. I have all the shapewear. I love the underwear. I love the bras. She mm. actually makes a 32H bra. Oh, she does? Yes, which is my size, which is so hard to find. And I bought one because I'm like, I don't want to buy it. And then like it not work. And it literally is my, it's so comfortable. Wow. Um, so I can't be a hater anymore. I just hate giving her my money because I feel like she doesn't need it. Can I try it on just for size reference? Okay. Um, that's my issue with I, I won't try it like first of all I was trying to get you to get a faha and she's like can I just try your faha on yeah, I'm like for sizing girl this coochie been all up in this faha you don't wash your faha I wash it all the time but it's still like it's like trying on somebody's underwear I'll put my underwear on I didn't take my underwear off when I tried yours on. I still think it's a little personal. It is weird. It's very personal. You're very right. But yeah the same time, I never said yes she just walked out with it on I'm like this mm. bitch really put on my faha so we get distracted quick, but I did. Welcome to the Think Loud Crew podcast. Right. We had a whole plan going into this. Um, basically, it's just Kyle and I. Uh-huh. Shannon is not in this episode with us. To be completely fair and transparent and honest, we wanted to talk about like being sisters and what that like. I thought you were going to say something else. Well, I'm just saying why Shannon's not here. Like, oh. We didn't, so even, do a we didn't even ask her to do men to be fair. 
We took a, well, okay, here here's what it is. Kyle's in town. Yes. Both babies are asleep. I said, let's just knock out an episode right now. Let's do it. And instead of like trying to hassle Shannon to be on the same time zone as us, not zone, but page as us, it was just like, let's just do it. And then we were like, okay, what are we gonna talk about? And I was like, let's talk about being sisters. Oh my god. And that's how we got here. So nobody tells Shannon that we did this episode without her. Cause you know she'll see it, right? <laughs> or just go leave her more ghost emojis, and it's kind of like we ghosted. No, oh, we ghosted her. Yeah, I get it. Or no, we could be the dancing girls. The little, oh, wait. Like, oh the, like the Latina ones? Not the Latina ones. I was thinking like the two in the black leotard. The yellow girls? Are they yellow? I think they're yellow. You can't change them. I don't know. Can you? Uh, let me in your phone. Close your face. Let me see. That's the funniest thing. Earlier, Shine was like, close your face. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what girls you're talking about, but it's I like, really feel like they're yellow. Oh, that's not that's it. not it. You're going the wrong way. No, I'm not. No, Just be bitching. It's like they look like sisters. There. They're yellow. I know. Wait, yellow, you but... just went too fast. No, click on it. Bro. I know. Just wait. I'm telling you, they're fucking yellow, Kyle. Like, they're not going anywhere. They're yellow. I don't want to be the yellow girls. I'm gonna be the Latina girls. I'm not going to say they're yellow. Then what color are they? They're golden, baby. Anyway. I feel like we get a lot of questions regarding us being sisters and what that means for our relationship, how it plays a role into our relationships. Yeah. Friend dynamics. Yeah. Parenting. And just career-wise, yeah. I feel like I get a lot of people who constantly ask me, like, not only just for my sister, but just for my whole family. Like, do people in my family support my choice to be on TV? And, like, it was something that I signed up for. Is this something that everybody signed everyone. up for? And I just want to make the record straight. When I filled out my first application for Are You The One, she did all the typing. Yeah. So technically, I should have been the one. <laughs> technically, she should have. Wait, before we even say that, let's just do this. The way Shine and I have, I have been for many years is like, I feel like we try and balance each other in different ways. We have like different strengths, different weaknesses. And it's like, you know, we just... We know what they are. We know, yeah, we know what they are. We we can talk about it without like hurt feelings now, um, and that's taking work. Um, but yeah, it's I'm typing. I'm I'm doing the paperwork. I'm signing things. Uh, literally every time we go to dinner, whether you know if it's you, mom, and and me, we're there. Somebody might pay the bill, but like. They just hand it to me, like, here, figure out the tip, do this, sign. So it's like, oh, my God, when, I signed. I, when I, signed I, was, the application when I was just in D.C., we went to brunch and it was my mom, Kyle, Mez and the kids and I. Mm -hmm. And at the end, Mez paid. But then he handed me the bill and was like, can you do the tip? And I'm looking at him like, bro, you don't know. Don't you know that this is not my job? Like, I am not the tip person. This is for my sister. I'm but so that is so he asked you because yes. every time we go eat, I'm like, did you leave? How was the tip? Like, he was did you like, did, like can you help me figure this out? And I'm like, no. bro, you don't know how to know math. This is our relationship. This, I don't want to say this is our relationship. These are things that have happened. When Cheyenne was in high school, like, Cheyenne does not do math. It's not that she doesn't. She's just, her brain works a little different than mine. And there I have, was, like, three processing yeah, disorders. Cheyenne's got some, like, learning disabilities um, under the clause of like the 1999 <laughs> disabilities act by the way if you go to your office at your college and you get tested you can get extra, extra test times time. your teachers mm -hmm. knows a classmates know mm -hmm. so take advantage of that if anyone has like processing disorders because i do yeah don't be like ashamed or embarrassed like it's okay. It is what it is. Once you learn how your brain works or how you operate, like there are tools to support it. So there was like one summer where my parents um, paid me to do Cheyenne's online summer school. <laughs> and we were on vacation. It was going to be like, if I didn't get it done, like, I don't think no, I could graduate. If she didn't pass this math class, she was not graduating at all. Like, but I had A's in all the classes. Yeah, it's just I've never math. technically passed a math class. 
Well, my parents have <laughs> figured the out how to get me to pass, but mm-hmm. I've never. Yeah, I remember this vacation. We were my Cheyenne, my dad, and I. We went to Mexico, and then we were in Cuba. And Mexico was fine; like service was great. And it was an online class, mind you. I'd never done summer school for myself. Um, that's the only time I had summer school was for me. <laughs> but I got paid for it, so it was okay. But I remember us being on vacation, and it's like I had a test. <laughs> I had a test and I'm like bro you got a test like at least come sit in the computer room with me and do it and China was like I'm not making <laughs> you're getting paid <laughs> this is your job and right. I, I remember like yelling at my dad and my mom over the phone she wasn't there just being like you guys need to teach her and make her like be here and be responsible with me and they're like oh, it is what it is oh Sorry, your son is talking. <laughs> yes, he is. I feel like mom and dad knew that I tried really hard to pass the class. I had a million tutors and it just didn't work. Yeah. Like my brain just could not process it the same way that everybody else's did. And once they saw that I put all my effort in to figure it out, they were, they were like, like Next all right, <laughs> anyways, we're going to figure it out for you because I was struggling. Like, yeah. And to this day, I still can't do math. Yeah. I am so okay with saying it. Like, I'm just not, it's not my strong suit, but I'm good with history and English. And, and Cheyenne never understood why she could not get math. And my parents did not, they had her tested I didn't young. know. They didn't tell her. Actually, my dad told her when Cheyenne was filling out her college applications. And one of the questions so was like. So this is after yeah, the class. This is senior year. Cheyenne, um, it was like, what is something that you've had to overcome or something? And Cheyenne was like, I don't know. My dad was like, you talk about your learning disability. I'm like, dad. I don't have learning disabilities. He's like, are you kidding? You have like five. So my dad was like, you can talk about your learning disabilities. That's something that you've been trying to overcome your whole life. That was so funny. I'm like, what dad? He's like, yeah. And then I'm like, well, what are they? And then we had this whole breakdown conversation. Audio processing something. So basically they said in second grade, they realized that (laughs) something wasn't adding up right. The math wasn't mathing. And <laughs> I'm not laughing. It's just funny to hear these things because it's like this was like legit a family secret. Yeah. From Cheyenne for until I was 17. Thanks. <laughs> so basically the math wasn't mathing. Mm-hmm. Um I got tested in second grade and they found out that I have an auditory command deficit, a visual command deficit, ADHD, and I'm dyslexic. And basically what that means is that when you're in like second grade, that's when you start to process things of how you're going to learn. And a lot of people can be like visual learners. So when your teacher's writing on the chalkboard, you can see it and your brain processes it. And that's how you like remember it or whatever else. Or maybe you're not a visual person. You're a person that cannot even see things and just hear them. And that's how you process them. I learned that I didn't process either one of those ways of learning. So I had to basically be taught from like multiple tutors how to process. So how to learn. I had to like be taught how to learn how to process to be able to learn. And like that's that's just how like it was explained to me. So growing up, I struggled a lot in school, but I always got good grades, but it was like a struggle, like an internal struggle, because I didn't understand why I couldn't do things as fast as the person next to me or why I didn't learn them as quickly or why like my thought process behind things were different. And then I started to realize as I got older, even though I didn't know I had all these things, I would always realize that I would do certain things that weren't normal. So there was this time that I can remember we went to the store and my mom says that she had asked me to go get salmon and I came back with salami and she was like where did you get salami from and I'm like you said salami she's like no I said salmon and I saw her kind of look at me like well how did you get to salami I'm like I heard s (laughs) I heard s and I filled in the blank for whatever else was there. Salami, I could see it. And she just kind of looked at me and we always talk about that. And like, that was when, like, that's how I realized that sometimes I, I just like, I I go to like the first (laughs) thing, like I just fill in the blank. So even with driving and directions, I cannot remember directions. Like 
Cheyenne. I cannot tell you how if we were at the store right now, only it works where we live now because everything is literally on one street. Yeah. But but even I can't so, tell you how to get to my old house right now. There's been times where Cheyenne literally had to just drive down, you know, drive down two blocks, make a left, and you just stay straight on that one street until you get home. I'm not gonna remember that. She this one time ended up in like a whole other city and it was just like and my phone was dying yeah her phone was dying and she it was like and my parents had bought me one of the back then it was mm. called like a garmin or jarmin or something yeah <laughs> it was like this little thing that would sit on my dashboard and give me directions but it wasn't working so everything when i was everything failing. was against me that day so when i drive now and like if zach is giving me directions he's realized that like when he, when I'm driving, he uses his hands because he's realized that if it's a quick right or a quick left, I'll just pick whatever I feel is right. And <laughs> Whatever's closest. Whatever feels good to me, that's what I'm doing. So people around me know um, I'm bad with numbers and time. So I always read our clocks backwards. Um, it's just, I can't help it. And it's just something that it is what it is. But as a positive, I feel like it's really made Cheyenne be like a doer because she really like applied herself. I had to figure it out. She was figuring it out. Whereas for me, like things came really easy and then I got lazy with it. So I hated Kyle when she was in high school because she was so smart yeah. and she understood these things. And I, I was hey. the one up studying and going crazy in these books and like applying myself. And I've got like a very nerdy brain. Like I, remember, I retained It wasn't things. working for me. <laughs> like I'm great with numbers. Like I love learning like languages and stuff. Like you can put text in front of me and I don't have to know the language, but like, I can translate part of it from other, like knowing other languages. Like, it's just, I don't know. It was just a thing that caused a lot of problems in our relationship because I didn't understand like the laziness because I feel like I had to work really hard to understand something that came really simple to her. Um, When I went to college, I did write about my disabilities in my application. Only boys go to college. Only boys go to college. Who have you been talking to? Who said that? Everyone can go to college. Did you just say that? Yes. What? When did you say this? <laughs> boss told me I couldn't go to school the other day. Um, I'm too old. There you go. Get down. Here, boss. So, so hang up. I went to Hampton University, and I told. So my parents were like, they have this thing in your um, syllabus, basically in the back of it, and it's called like a Disabilities Act, and you have to go to this <laughs> office and show them like your disabilities paperwork. And then it allows you to have extra time, do these different things. And I basically told them that I wanted to try my first semester without doing any of these things. I just wanted to see like what would happen and if I could do it um, without everybody knowing and without having to like do this paperwork and go to this special people's office. So I tried it for a few weeks and I was in a journalism class and there was this exercise and the whole room was like computers and the teacher was standing in the middle of the room while everyone was on their computers. So like our backs were to her. So basically there was an exercise where you had to read like an article and then write like a synopsis on it. And all this had to happen within like two minutes and she would time it. And everybody did it. And then the timer went off and I'm still sitting there reading it. Like I'm reading it and then I like process it and then like read it again and then like go back and find keywords. And she like drug my, drug me through the ground, just through the dirt. She was just going off on me. And I don't know if she thought like, I just wasn't trying to do the lesson or what, but she was so belittling. And just, I literally sat there and just cried. Like, I felt like, okay, I can't do this. And it's not like I'm not applying myself, but like, I, my brain just fit, like, it just doesn't work like this. So that same day I called home. I was so upset because I was just so embarrassed. 
And everybody was just looking at me like, girl, what were you doing the whole time? And I'm like, shit, reading. But I went to the Disabilities Act office. Um, I basically had to get retested because I was about to turn 18 in a few weeks. I did get, my parents flew me home. I got retested. It came back that everything from when I was tested in second grade was the same. Um, So all of the same, like, processing disorders were there. The ADHD was there. The dyslexia was there. Um, And I had to turn that paperwork. They flew me back to school. I turned that paperwork into the office. And then I had to go around to every teacher that I had that semester and show them my paperwork. So when I went to the teacher that I had the journalism class with, literally she looked at me and she was like I'm so sorry mm-hmm. and then um she like did an apology in front of the class because she was like really going in that day she went off she, I don't like that I didn't know that Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wandry and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuch and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folk tales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wandry Plus in the Wandry app or Wandry Kids Plus in Apple Podcast. Cheyenne had all these, yeah, so Cheyenne had learning disabilities and some issues, whereas for me, things came really easy. Um, But I just was not happy with my school environment. So like, I remember my 10th grade, I tried to fail out of school so that my parents would send me to another school. And at the time it was like, do you know how hard it is to actually fail a class? I, for me, it was really, it was so difficult because I had to literally apply myself um, in a negative way, which was weird. Should I do more 10th grade for me? I'm trying to fail out of Westridge. And they would not let me leave y'all. They were like, you are a, you are our, uh, our token black girl (laughs) you can't go (laughs) you literally can't go and it was to the point where um in my whole school I went to at the time it was like 365 girls in the school my class had like 68 or 69 girls and like my classroom sizes would be like 10 to 16 people um depending on what class it was and yeah it it did cause some issues because Cheyenne was really trying and applying herself and I was like I'm trying not to do this so that I can be in a different environment, but it didn't work out that way. I, I definitely graduated from Westridge. Um, <sighs> Fast forward, um, throughout college, Kyle would literally come like every semester, every few weeks. I feel like she was either coming to me or I was coming home and I feel like that's at the point where we realized that like, we're three years apart and we love each other. 
yeah, like the age difference at that point, you start to kind of merge because your friend group start to merge and it doesn't seem like it's such a huge gap anymore. Before so. it was like, take your little sister with you. And I remember like, if we go through old photos, I used to try That's and, is this going to make a lot of noise? Yeah. I used to try and dress up, not try. We did it. It went from like, take your little sister to, come on, Shai, let's go. And then it turned into, come on, Kyle, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, I feel like <clears throat> when I got to college and probably around like second semester, second semester, freshman year, it all turned to where it was like, are you coming with me or what are you doing? I think, you know what it is? It's like, we've always, we've been raised to like, look out for each other, protect each other, be your sister's keeper. And Cheyenne always had like a more, I would say like a developed social group than I did especially because you did go to college. So for me, I chose not to go to college, which was a huge ordeal um, within my family and at school, just because my parents had invested so much in my um, education and my school had like 100% like college rate. And they were like, can you just put a college down? And I was like, no. Like I really was like standing my ground and they were just... I got a lot of hate from the students. Um, teachers were funny style to me. Um, the college counselor was really mean, but it was like, I had to be true to myself and I had like a, I needed time away from, from that environment. And um, yeah, so I chose not to go to college. I worked with my family for some years and then I was overseas. I was back and forth working overseas. So like, I never truly feel like I got to develop like a friend group here in the States. Um, also coming from like a very all white environment. I don't feel like I've ever, like I do now cause I've had to learn. Um, but I don't feel like I was able to learn how to form like healthy friendships, um, especially amongst black women, just because that wasn't in my, Realm. my realm yeah my my world at the time and when I was in high school I didn't understand like some of the privileges that we had like I knew we had like a good life but I just didn't know on like the scale the scale and so the experiences that I did have with like other black girls black women when I was growing up it was always kind of a weird relationship um it was a 10th grade year I went to a diversity conference and when I came back I told my parents I was like y'all have me really fucked up <laughs> like y'all got me messed up I need to be around some black people I need to be and not just our family because it's like they always did a great job of exposing me but growing up in Pasadena and just being at the school like that's kind of like what our worlds were at the time so my parents started taking me to the basketball games in LA went to Fairfax Westchester Fremont um Dominguez Hills like we were at the, some of the college games and from there I my godbrother played basketball and from there like I knew a lot of basketball players growing up and they were like I was like the little sister like the little cousin but at the same time like there were some where we were winking winking at each other and the there were certain girls who wanted once they knew that I knew the basketball players or like the athletes they wanted to be my friends once they understood, knew I had a car and stuff, I was, and I was kind of, I was very green. Um, I'd be like, yeah, I have a car. Come pick you up. <laughs> like, you can spend the night. You can spend the night. They'd be like, oh, I have no money. And at the time I had an Amex. I'd be like, yeah, like, it's okay. Like, I can get us some food. Like, I think I really was like, just excited to be in the presence of like other black girls. But then I was like, y'all are just using me. And I was just like, use me in my persona, not understanding that that's how I was coming off. I think I was just young and excited. So for me, I was always kind of like, yeah, maybe I'm just not supposed to have friends. But um, yeah, when Shine was in college, her first year, when I go back in like my, my pictures and timeline, I, we moved her in. I went back in October for her birthday. November she came home December she came home but it was also like I was then it was like I was out there every other month yeah um and so it's like Cheyenne's friends like they're my little sisters but it's like I also consider like they are my friends um as well and I feel like I can call on them they can call on me like we you know I've learned through my sister, like what friendships can bring to your life and the value and how you maintain a friendship, how you develop your friendships. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, 
And it's, it's always interesting because two people can be raised under the same roof, have the same mom and dad, have the same exposure, but be night and day. And I feel like that's how we are. Um, but I do think that one thing that people have wrong about us is they think because I'm the one who's like on like the face of like the sh- mm-hmm. doing the TV stuff that I don't do nothing. No, that's not what I'm going to say. Okay. That my personality is like super outgoing in oh, yeah. like social environments. I'll and talk your head off. I don't talk. Like I, if I don't, if I'm not comfortable and it's not with my group of friends from either college or like right when I got home from college, you will find me in the corner at a party not speaking because I have, I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm so shy. Kyle will twiddle around the whole party. Yeah. But the I don't, whole entire, but no. I do not like small talk. But for me, like, not, I love intellectual I conversations. One. I love, so for me, like, I love learning through other people, you know? I don't want to learn shit. I don't want to talk. <laughs> like, I don't want to sit with you. Leave me alone. And Kyle yeah. just twiddles around, yeah. twiddles around, talks to everybody, and I'm just in there like, I like to, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you know what? I enjoy meeting people because, yeah, I, that's... People scare me. I can meet you, but I don't have to talk to you after that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's also, like, I'm on a mission in life in terms of different work projects. So it's, like, I like to talk to people because then that's where I, you know, that's where I learn. Like, I'm learning from people's experiences. As many of you may know, I have been on a slow boat moving into my house and I've been so stressed out about how I'm going to decorate and what is going on in my hallways. Thankfully, Framebridge has come into my life. I can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store and print whatever kind of images I want for my home. Whether it's a travel souvenir, my favorite photos from my travels, or just pictures of my kids, I know it's gonna get done and it's gonna look good. All you have to do is upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging, or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I can't wait to visit one of their locations. I'm going to take in some of my old concert stubs so I can hang it in my office. I love to see things that I've done and experienced in life, and they motivate me to work even harder. When you think of Framebridge, just remember it's easy and affordable to custom frame just about anything. It's fair and transparent upfront pricing based simply on the size of your item. There's a curated selection of frame styles with design experts on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame. There's fast service, free shipping, and it's great for gifts. Order online or get expert help at a retail location near you. And don't forget, happiness is guaranteed. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they'll make it right. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're just very different. Yeah, we're very. I feel like people think that I'm the bubbly and like that one, and I'm not. She is. Cheyenne's like, leave me alone. I'm kind of a, not a bitch, but like, I would be the bitchier one um or just have like the bitchier face i'll smile yeah kyle at the end of the party would know everyone and i'm just like is it time to go home yet (laughs) i just i'm not that person i've never been that person i don't know it's just my personality i really like 
what I know already, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I also feel like because of what I do now, it makes it harder for me to have new friendships it, and to be it friends with people. For me as well. And it's kind of like, so when Cheyenne first started the TV world, I was, I knew it was going to affect me in my life, but I just didn't know in what ways. And it was funny because at the time I was working at Barry's boot camp in Venice and everyone who worked there, like everyone was like an aspiring actor and model. And they would all like, you know, be changing their schedules to go on these casting calls. And they used to be like, Hey, do you want me to take your, do you need some headshots? Like, do you want to go on this casting call with me? And I was like, no, like, I don't want to be on TV. Like, that's not my aspiration. And I remember the day Shine got the phone call, you were talking about it. And this is like when we were first, like as a family having conversations and like, what do we do? How do you play this type thing? And I just remember it was like when the people at Barry's found out that <laughs> this one right here was about to be on TV because of my sister, it was like, they were nice, but there were some people who were like, this bitch doesn't even want. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get overhear conversations. I'd be like, oh, some hate-ass people. Like, well, they treated me the same way. I mean, like, when I did Are You The One, I never watched Are You The One. Mm-hmm. I did not know anything about Are You The One. I was obviously planning to be a zombie on Walking Dead. <laughs> Walking Dead. Don't know how it ended up in MTV's world. But when I got on the show, like when I was there, everyone was like, how long have you been doing this process? I'm like, a couple weeks. And they're like, no, no, not like you're testing. You have to do like mental health testing and stuff like that. I'm like, no, everything. Like I applied like a couple weeks ago. It literally was like a two week thing. Someone on the cast had been like in this process for like a year. They do like multiple home tapes. They sent in all these like casting tapes. tapes. So Cheyenne does not have a casting casting tape. tape. So many people are like, where's your home tape? I'm like, I didn't have to do that. I don't even know what that is. And the people on the show at first were kind of like not nice to me because Mm -hmm. they're like, you don't even want to be on TV. You don't even try. And I'm sitting there like, I really didn't. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I wanted to be on TV. And I'm on TV, but I still don't. Like, this was never a goal. Like, I was never like, I want to be on on reality TV. My goal was I wanted to be a zombie (laughs) on Walking (laughs) Dead. Because I fucked with that show. Do they even film the show anymore? I don't know. But I remember when Shia did not get on. Okay, she. I didn't it. get Walking Dead. They we told me found out there was like you had to take this like eighteen hour like zombie course, and Shia was like, I was pissed. I'm not doing that. No, fuck that. So instead, we had a zombie party. <laughs> but that was my goal. That was the goal, and I realized very quickly that me doing reality tv was no longer yes it affects me the most like Mm -hmm. it definitely does but it also affects everybody else around me in positive and negative ways Mm -hmm. and I think that when people can't get under my skin necessarily they reach out to people around me to bring it back to me they all Kyle gets messages my friends get messages and I would say for like the first three years people would always report back to me now no one says anything to me about it like I remember there was one day me and Zayna were talking she was like oh yeah like I got messages from this person a year ago and I'm like why didn't you tell me she's like girl you get so much harassment sometimes why am I gonna add to your plate of random people sending me stuff but it just goes to show that it trickles. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a ripple effect. Yeah. You know? It's um there are times where people approach me and it's like I just I already had trust issues, but now it's like it's exacerbated because I just don't know what people's intentions are. Um and it makes it difficult. But it's also opened up this beautiful platform to people who are very supportive yeah and who are like hey I see what you're doing like here's some more tools here's some resources like I've received a lot of kindness but I've also received a lot of hate I and you know oh my god I remember one time I looked myself up on reddit just, don't do that <laughs> I can tell you that I looked right Cheyenne now. up because someone was like oh my god do you ever look up Cheyenne on reddit and I was like no and I heard of reddit but like 
I never used it. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, the world is really mean. And then like, I was like, oh, what do they say about me? And then I was like, oh, these people don't know me at all, but like, they're really mean. So I was like, I'm, I'm okay. Kyle called me after she went on the Reddit. She said, they said, I don't do anything and you give me all my money. <laughs> I, I wish, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that's also like the other day, someone sent me a DM and it was like a, a meme. And it was like, there's always that one sister who's unemployed, but lives like the most lavish life. And I'm like, wow, is this what people think of me? Like, um, yeah, they think they, they see Cheyenne on TV and they think she's the one who's like provided this whole lifestyle for everyone. And it's like, that's just not the reality of it at all. Because guess what? What is a writer? What? You gotta say, our parents, your grandparents, they put all the hard, they put the hard work in, they set us up. And then it's like, we've been able to build. Oh, 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 oh back up, back up. Almost done, right? We've been able to build door, off of the foundation that they, they provided for us. Watch your hands, get the phone off. Thank you. Move, Shut the door, um, okay. Um, but yeah, being on TV is definitely, um, but I wouldn't say that being us. on TV has affected our personal relationship. No. Mm-mm. That's kind of stayed the same. If anything, I feel like we were able to get more comfortable. Yeah. In some ways. Because it was just like, we, had this to, is, yeah. we are who we are. And you're either going to like accept it and like like it or mm-hmm. accept it and like move on. But like that was pretty much it. But a lot of people always ask me like has TV made your relationship like with your parents or your sister strained? And I would say no, no. it hasn't. If anything, it's just like Shine will be really busy. Yeah. And especially now that like I moved, like, you know, I might have to wait <laughs> for a, a call back or a text. But it's a um, it was different it's when we okay. lived together. Oh, very different because when we lived together. It's like she would see me in the busyness, but she would also be able to like talk to me and like we would yeah. be able to like at the end of it all have some form of communication. Where think- now if I'm busy and you're on DC time and I'm on LA time, it's like there's a miscommunication. Not yeah. even a miscommunication. It's just, there's it's time just like difference. A and we're both busy, right? Like we're both busy. It was also, I think. Um, the TV thing could have put a strain on us, but it didn't. Like, and that's just because our foundation was so strong, I believe. Um, because that first season, like, our pay, like, Cheyenne and what I got paid was, like, astronomically different. And, but at the same time, like, since we were living together, it was, like, I had to be available or, like, it just really interfered with my daily life because it was, like... They were always at they house. were always there. So for me, it was really hard and frustrating there, just because it was like I'm doing all this stuff, but like to me, it just did not make sense. Like the math wasn't math. The math was not mathing. At the same time, it was like go long term. This is you know, it's good for everyone at the end of the day. Um, and it has changed, but it's um. Yeah, I'm actually kind of, the nice thing is, I think people think, like, the TV thing also is, like, elevated or, like, changed, changed who lives. you are or our lives, but it's, like, these have, what you guys see, this is how we've been living um, our entire lives. Yeah. Shoot, if anything, we just vacationed a lot more, like, we used to have a... We used to go on vacations, but not anymore, because we're so damn busy. So busy. And then I had kids, and then I was like, oh, kids are expensive. And now I'm trying to stock my, my dollars back up so that, you know, we got extra plane fare to buy now. Oh, my God, yeah. Oof. But overall, we get so many questions about us being sisters. Mm-hmm. I hope that we were able to answer at least, like, some of them. I want to say one thing, though. There are a lot of positive moments, but, like, we've definitely had our fights. Remember when you threw that highlighter at me and it hit me in the head? No, you threw a highlighter at me and it hit me right here. No, you threw it at me. Oh, I don't know. Um, we had one physical fight where I pushed Cheyenne, 
And she was like, you pushed me. Is that when dad came running down the driveway? I think that's when um, Peter was there. And you were talking. This is when our parents. No, that, that was when, when dad. They were there. like divorced. This is when our yeah. parents were going through the divorce. And Cheyenne was like, my, at the time, her boyfriend, she was like, he's been here way more for me. And I took it personally, like pushed her. But he was. And, <laughs> and he was, you know, I think that's the only time like we really were kind of like. Checked out. Both checked out in our own ways. And we didn't know what to do. Um but that was a yeah. long time ago. But I feel like you guys always ask us about our relationship. I'm hoping that we answered at least some of the questions. If there's more, whenever we post this episode, just comment on like the link, not on the link, but comment on the post that we put mm-hmm. up on um, the Instagram page. And then we'll do a job of answering any more questions yeah. that you have. Like, I think regarding, we could do like, like sister those quick flash like q a yeah things. or like a follow-up conversation yeah. if there's like more topics that you want us to go in detail or in depth about then we can do that but this for us was just like at least an introduction into like what our relationship is like as sisters um but i know that there's going to be more conversations after this that we are definitely willing to have with y'all i love having a sister me too yeah um i've enjoyed it and I seem like it's I've enjoyed it I've enjoyed it we've had our ups and downs and it's great now that we have kids because it's for me I'm able to see how you can establish such a loving relationship early early like but writer and boss you can't tell them nothing about each other they can see like when we're here it's so cute because boss like oh writer's my cousin but when we're in DC writers like boss will be like no writer is my sister like that's my that's my sister I know she's my cousin but she's also my sister and it's just like you watch over your siblings your cousins we've definitely raised them to be like that yes and it's it's very intentional so it's um a lot of people are like how do you do this with you know with your kids you have conversations about it you know you talk to them about it like with boz it's you protect your brother i mean when your brother is older we're gonna teach him that he protects you too like you are your brother your sister's keeper like you always have each other's back you do things not try not to embarrass each other um don't hit below the belt but it's also like you have to one thing i do learn and this really took a lot of work like my mid-20s i um there were moments where I was just fucking up, you know, just, I'm going to just put myself out there. And it's like, I had to learn how to hear like my mom and Cheyenne and my dad speak very like honest and transparently to me. And it's like those raw and real conversations don't always feel good. And you have the choice to either say F it and go on and be by yourself and tormented or you can like push through it, work through it and listen to the people around you. So I do want to say like one thing I really value is that Cheyenne's always been able to tell me about myself. I may not like it in the moment. I may cuss her out. But at the same time, like, woo, I listen to it. I value it. And I feel like my growth in the last, you know, five years really stems from my family, from my family and my relationship with you. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for sharing your friends with me. I love your friends. Like My friends love you. They're very protective of you. We, you know what? I would like to say we are protective of each other. Like, I, they show up for me. I do my best to show up for them. Like You do. And you it's, do a good uh, job at it. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm very, very thankful. Just, yeah. I'm very thankful. Do you have a WTF this week or advice? Hmm. If you have not spoken to a sibling of yours, um, call them. Yeah. Shoot a text. The other day I was getting waxed and this lady, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story. It was a great story. Like, I love when I get waxed with me and my, like, I'm, the, I'm not at the hair salon. So it's like, oh my God. I was she, not expecting you to go No, no, there. no. I just want to share it. So it was, um, she is one of eight. Damn. Yes. Um, and she's number seven. It was kind of crazy because she kept referring to all the siblings as like numbers. At first I was like, this is kind of odd. But then I was like, I don't know their names. So I'd be trying to follow the names. So I was like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. But something happened where her mother, um, four and five had to go into the system and they, um, they were in the system, but then she had six, seven, eight. Okay. Um, they are now all grown four and five are upset. And the mom, the mom, you know, has things to say to them but siblings one two and three are all siding with the mom and they have issues with four and five okay whereas the lady who was waxing waxing me number seven's like i have no issue with these people like i came after the fact 
but the issue was you know they were in foster care and then it's like you had these other kids yeah what's the where how how math why math is not mathing the older siblings really kind of like route you know pump up the mom so there's this whole family issue they have missed out the those four and five one of them now has there's kids in play Mm. And she said she met her um, her nephew for the first time, and he's 16 years old now. Wow. Or maybe this is his second time. Like, she hasn't seen him since he was, like, eight or something or little. Um, but I was like, wow. And she was like, you know, I felt so happy that I took the time to just reach out, whether t- – aside from all her other siblings said or her mom. So it's like, if you're in that kind of situation, like – Life is so short. Life is so short. And it's also, like, don't make – other family members problems your problem so I think that's kind of like my advice is just you know there's times where Cheyenne may have a problem but I'm like hey that's not my problem like oh you know it's yeah you don't have to make other people problems your problem so I think that would be my advice um know that it's okay to well do the right thing so oh and the second baby is awake yeah, if you, have, if you have a family member, a sibling, some kind of grandma that you are estranged from, like, you know, life is short. It's the holiday time. My advice this week would be everybody just be careful. I feel like mm-hmm. there is something going around right now, whether it's COVID, the flu, RSV, RBS, what is it called? RSV. I feel like every day there's something new and it's holiday times i just want everyone to be safe i just i don't know take your vitamins yeah i just want everybody to be safe and healthy it's definitely going through my house right now me going through her the kids it hasn't hit me yet thank god but i'm just every guy you guys be safe love on your people like she was saying like the short Mm-hmm. just act on things that you've been thinking say i love you say boo say hi like mm-hmm. it's it's not hard um but i appreciate you guys always for tuning in to the think loud crew the next episode we do we're gonna be sitting on this couch with these cute little podcast arms and some microphones. so stay tuned for that we've been building out this like area to be our podcast room so i'm hoping that this next episode we're actually sitting on the couch and taking advantage of all this shit that i put in this room um don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel don't forget to like comment and subscribe also follow us at think loud crew on instagram and you can follow me at shine i shine i'm gonna run upstairs and get a so and you can follow me at r kyle lynn and yeah happy holidays everyone Stay safe, stay vigilant, and just love on your people. Thank you. Say ciao.